setting up your Facebook Live. We're still, we're still using. We're live. I know, still using Zoom and Facebook. I'm the worst at getting fucking technical shit set up. Absolute worst. Like I couldn't even get things recorded. That one time we had like Zuckerberg decide to screw with our shit. Like I couldn't even get the shit to work. I was like piecing together recordings from Facebook, recordings from Zoom. I couldn't even make Zoom work. I don't know how I'm still breathing. Yet. And I run a tech company now. Like who the what the fuck was I thinking? Good old Zuck. <laughs> All right, let's see. We get some people dial into this thing. Who's gonna join us today? Who do you know. think is gonna join us? Mm, I don't know if we're gonna have anybody join us. Really, no either, know. man. Let's see. Oh, I'm have, now okay. accepting the co-host. Go ahead and see. Here's the event. Did I, did I, did I, I don't know if I did that. I don't know if you did either. You might have dropped us from. Oh, we're live. I are see us. Yeah, we're we live. Are there. There it is. Come on. Hell yes. We have one watcher. It's probably me. Yeah, that's my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure out how to look at the comments. The comments are on. There we go. That's how I turned it on. Okay, perfect. There's like a button to turn it on my iPad. The comments. I didn't even know. This is this is where I'm at, bro. No, we're good. Um, mm -hmm. uh, share my we're on. I feel more put together. Like, look, I moved my desk over. Like, I did that with Jimmy last time. I felt like it was a good vibe in the room. Feels very podcast-esque. All right. Some, somehow, I jumped into the Bacardi page. Yeah. Just want to be on my page and so I can share. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share it out right now and see if I share it. Right. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm sending it to. Yeah, I'm definitely sent to a few different places. Share. So I don't send it out to one eight seven. I'm gonna send it to infantry group. Yeah, let's send it to CA private group. I'm gonna send this out. Boom! All the random things I'm in. Dude, Tyler Holman, you're getting. I'm sending Tyler's page. That's happening. Tyler's grabbing. Tyler, Tyler's a good dude. Tyler's a great dude, man. Tyler's yeah. a great young kid. When he came in, I was like, this is a good dude. You seen some of the knives he's making, bro? No. They're no, incredible. Like, absolutely incredible. Like, it is, it's insane what he's making. But, uh, all right. Got three people. I don't know who it is. Dude. Yeah. All right. I'm alive. I feel yeah. three people is like our trigger point to start talking, and two of them are us. So that works. Okay, cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm sharing it to my page right now. You share it. Oh, yeah, I got to share it actually in my face too. Uh, let's see. Oh, whack. Okay. Boom. There we go. Yeah, brother. Uh, we got so much to talk about this week. We do. Way so much to talk about. Oh, man. Okay. Now, I was watching a uh, guy by the name of Mike Glover does uh, American Fieldcraft, or uh, just amazing, really talented dude from uh, I think he was a tier one guy. Uh, but I was watching his piece and and he just sat there for like five minutes staring at the camera at the beginning of his live post and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like I feel like I'm in a staring contest. Do I need to walk away? Do I sit here? Do I put the phone down? And he's just like. At time when you wait for people to get on. I was like, oh shit, that's just the time Carl and I bullshit because we feel confused and want to make sure the internet's working. Yeah, I lost, I lost you on sound. I don't know what happened to you. Oh, uh, there we go. Oh, there you are. Did you hit mute? You hit mute. I did. <laughs> oh, brother. Dude, so yeah, 
Welcome to uh, Bacardi and Cola number eight, just insane to me. We successfully brought a guest on last week and didn't burn the place down, or two weeks ago, because I went and bounced off to Navajo Nation to do a little work. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, where's my car? Because I feel like I disappeared to the third world, not the third world, but to another, another world heading to Navajo Nation and came back to the US, uh, which felt super different. It was a weird thing taking a four hour flight and feeling like you left the country. Uh, but in, in the best way. And now coming back, I'm like, fuck, I don't even know where I parked my car, man. This shit is out of control. So when you were out there, you were just uh, like doing your waves for water thing? Or? Yeah. So I uh, took a team from the Clean Water Corps out. Uh, we've been working on a partnership uh, really since we launched our COVID response uh, a few months ago to help kind of do the help the helpers. Uh, we ended up connecting with uh, Johns Hopkins Center for American Indian Health, uh, which is just a fantastic, I mean, Johns Hopkins carries a lot of weight. They're a great, great organization. Right. Uh, and then their Center for American Indian Health has been working on a program called uh, Preventing Early Childhood Obesity, which is super important. So when they did their initial pilot program and they ran through their assessments of everybody, they found out there's just a rampant amount of water insecurity, which shocker, when people have water insecurity, what do they fall to? Uh, they fall to drinking sodas and everything else. So, and then COVID just hammering the nation and, and the states out there, they uh, ended up just hitting us up. So it turned out being a great program. Uh, took a really good CWC team down, launched, uh, helped 25 different families, uh, got made really good connections with the crew down there and now are in the process of mapping out a phase two to scale the program. So it was, uh, it was an experience. The Navajo people are just absolutely incredible. It is such a beautiful, I forgot how beautiful, I haven't been down that, that way in a while, and how yeah. goddamn beautiful the Southwest is, man. I mean, yeah. Albuquerque was a ghost town, it was crazy. They're right. super lockdown mode, uh, but once we got up to the nation, up to, we were in the Shiprock area, so right around, you're just right in that Four Corners area. I swear to God, I spent an entire day just going from New Mexico to Colorado to Utah to Arizona to New Mexico, just driving around the Four Corners Monument, just seeing how many states I can get in in a day. Uh, so it was a little bit of window time, because there was some places out in the middle of nowhere uh, mm -hmm. but god it was such a great experience and then just i forgot how much i missed being on the road with the the clean water core crew because it's just such a rad group of veterans uh so it was it was good man it was good it was really good i'm glad that was that was available to you and you were able to get out and do that man so i don't know i just been sitting back here like i said trying to close on this house and i'll knock that out congrats bro move and uh get settled in it's not the it's not the forever home but it is the next home we're going to own and like I said hopefully hopefully in the near future we can maybe like in two three years pay that off and then move up north or should I say have a house out here and one in Georgia somewhere so See, now, you got Florida why do you want Georgia too man like you got you got to get to the mountains like you yeah separate out you're absolutely correct yeah but me in the cold it goes down. ah that's true that's true so you got to do the beach bones man you do the beach bro yeah you're right yeah you're right that's, that's my thought. Like I'm and probably Tiff and I were talking about like, this is not the forever home, but if I can find a beach house or a boat that I can sail on for three months a year, this can be my part-time forever home. And then I'll just, yeah. that, piece. I, that thought process will work for me. Yes, sir. So what's going on in the world? Uh, let's, let's dive into something. What can we talk Where we about? We want to start. There is so much good stuff to go. Let's, let's kind of backtrack. Let's start with Beirut. Let's go. Let's go with Beirut. I mean, all right. So I was like, so when I saw it, like I saw it, and I was like, those are gas lines because I watched the reverbs from underground and we, we've traveled mm -hmm. underground, you know, they push yeah. heat, gas, everything is underground for most of the infrastructure 
across yeah. the street, right? And I was like, that's gas. It just blew up and it, it got out of control, right? Without looking at it from any other angle except one. Yeah. And then I saw the different angles. Yep. Bro. Dude, that, I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the largest conventional explosion that has been detonated in the United States, like in the world. I've never seen anything that big. I, I have like Hiroshima type shit. I, but I mean, it was, dude, it was 2.2 kiloton. So, I mean, we're at, I think that is getting close. Like that's just a little bit underneath like a small atomic weapon. Bro. It's like, fucking it nuts. Was, it, was, it was some, it was definitely detonated on purpose, I think though. I don't So, think, I, don't I think, think that's the question, man. I, and I think let, let's kind of walk back through because uh, I'm sitting in a group of like, I, I we were down in uh, Farmington like New Mexico in the middle, like we kind of sat down, like the second that thing went off, it was like our own little internal chats on our team down there just blew up because everyone was getting those things from different perspectives. Right. I was getting it from you saying fireworks factory hits a gas line. Someone else is like, you know, they're getting there. There's from different sources of like, Hey, targeted terrorist strike. Hey, this was a major strike. Like this was this, 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 this. And so it was amazing in our little circle. We had 35 different pieces. Right. And so I was actually more inclined with the, uh, with your original thought process of this is a fireworks factory or probably right. sort of fireworks. Cause you had all that, like kind of that sparkle right. like without going, going from that one angle, right? Right. Without going down that rabbit hole mm -hmm. of, of, okay, let's use common sense factor. Yeah. Fireworks factory. Yeah. What's over there? Like I didn't want to dive into the aspect of, uh, no. you know, nuclear weapons or atomic, but I didn't want so to so much depth. So the dude, you can go down so many wormholes. Like the, uh, have you seen, I've seen videos that have rap, like small bird type drones that, they yeah. say flu ants, like get the fuck. Yeah, get out of here. So I was think I was just trying to think logical with a lot of common sense without like putting mm -hmm. my own ideologies. But then I saw the angles, man. And like you said, once like once you put it all together, man, like <laughs> wow. So I think yeah, I think I think this is a good point because we had you had every different argument and like not argument, theory. You had every different theory as to what happened going down from the beginning and it's, they're all insane, but they all have like a nugget of potential. Like, you know, there's a possibility to this. So I think the important thing is kind of level out where everything came from because so in two, I think it was 2013, you had a ship, a Russian ship heading to Mozambique for some reason has some sort of technical difficulty maintenance issue and has to dock uh, in Beirut. It docks in Beirut that we don't know what the tonnage at the time was. And I think that's a really important question to understand uh, for, for the reasons that I look at this, but we don't know what the tonnage at the time was, but we do know it had to dock at Beirut. And then once they docks in Beirut, it starts getting hammered with fees, hammered. So the port of Lebanese port authority starts just like, like running that, running that checkbook up. Right. So then they end up, it gets so high that they abandon the ship, which I can't imagine how high the fucking port fees have to be to abandon right. your ship and cargo load. I leave it. I mean, that, that ship itself is how much? Fuck. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, it's a, I'm not even gonna go into the guess of how much that goddamn ship is. Uh, so the fees are insanely high. So they abandon it. So then they start to unload this, you know, fucking ammonium nitrate, just processed like explosive grade ammonium nitrate into the warehouse. And this is 2013. Right. So then you can go back and I think there's six letters that were written from the people that worked at the port to the port authority, to the Lebanese government, different capacities in there saying, Hey, this shit's not safe. Right. And those letters were written from 2013 to 2017. 
was like five of them. So I, I'm not going to lie. If I worked in that port and I was like, hey, this isn't good. Be, I do more than five fucking letters. Now, granted, the government here versus government there is very different. Right. But so, so let's, let's stop right there because this is where I think everyone pretty much agrees on those facts. And there's a lot of nuance to that. So why was the ship, why did the ship stop and how much weight did it have on? Cause I think what there, what was on the manifest was about 2,700 tons um, or 2.7, you know, kilotons of ammonium nitrate stored in that warehouse when it blew up. Right. And so we know how much was there at the time that it, it, it detonated. Right. We don't know how much was on the ship. And I think that's a really critical part because I believe if you dig back into it, you can find open source reporting of Netanyahu actually pointing to that warehouse as a right. storage facility for Etzbala and Hamas uh, munitions. And so I think that, and I think that was around 2017. So mm -hmm. at that point, you have a really critical piece where you have this, if you're running, I mean, let's say if you're running a, a terrorist organization, and a ship filled with untraceable munitions or explosives okay. shows up like, shit, this is amazing. <laughs> and we'll just randomly store it for a few years without tracking how much is in there in a poorly maintained facility. To me, if I'm running a, a terrorist network and I need access to explosive, like explosive uh, materials done, right. that's perfect. It's a perfect setup because the government can ignore it. They didn't buy it. They didn't bring it in. There's this entire thought process. So you could go all the way down from the initial piece of being like, hey, what just showed up in that ship? That thing's never leaving. This is our answer. We now have a completely under the radar, non-traceable munitions that store, put it in that goddamn warehouse. We don't give a shit. People can come and get it as they go. Or if I want to make money off of it as a government agency there or a crooked port authority, anything, I can start selling that shit out. Hey, you want it? You want 500 pounds? It's going to cost you 10 grand. Just come pick it up. Jimmy, the guy that smokes next to all the explosives, that's the guy that, that, that that's your guy. But it's so, I mean, it's you can look at this without the tinfoil hat and realistically be like, this is a target of opportunity for anyone that wants to make a quick buck and anybody that needs access to explosive material. And both of those things together say nefarious dudes. It doesn't say like Jimmy down the street that wants to go mine. Like it says, I need extra money and I need some explosives. Those two things don't spell out good people. You're on mute again, brother. So yeah, so it just doesn't look good for uh for the terrorist cell organization of that country, bro. Like at, it, at any given cost, it, it was either a major accident or like there's only one or two. Like I don't want to go in a gray area. It was a major accident or it was done with intent. Like it was it was huge. That ammonium nitrate was just deadly. Like it was just horrible. How many people lost their lives though? That was I mean, they're at 500 now, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 tragic. I, I would say it's just tragic for those people over there, man. Uh, I, it was unexpected in my eyes. I've been trying to so watch over there. Yeah. Well, yeah. you see the uh, the the major governments resigning too. So you have a major political. Not. How could you not? Like, have to. How, are you going to defend your actions? Lack thereof actions? Yeah, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. That's a whole regime change. Like, yeah, you know how those things go, though. It's not really a regime change. It's like the guy's the fall guy, and the next one in the party steps up. Like, they're never, they're never letting go of control in there. 
Um, but it's, it's, it's a really interesting scenario. And when you look at that thought process, man, like, cause I mean, one, a red flag to me is, so those letters stopped in 2017. So they either fired the guy. You got really three options. One, the dude quit or was fired. That was sending those letters. He died or was killed or three. He was told stop. He probably stop sending those letters. He probably was told stop. Like someone's say, making some money off of that shit. Like I want to know, and this is like, this is what everyone should be asking is how much of the ammonium nitrate was originally on that ship. They know the name of the ship. They should be able to find the manifest. You should be able to find load when it went into port. Like they should be able to say exactly how much weight was on that ship when it was, when it made docking into Beirut. That's the first question. Right. I don't think we'll ever find did, that did piece. How, did they answer how the fireworks uh, factory got caught up? Like they don't know, man. I mean, we, I mean, we know it's not a fireworks factory. I mean, ammonium nitrate's used in a lot of fireworks, but we don't know how it went up. And that's, that's the other piece of this is, is it sabotage? Did somebody say, was there legitimate intelligence to an enemy or, you know, possible inter-regional rival in that region? I don't know who that would be that had the capability or <laughs> human intelligence and clandestine networks to, to execute a sabotage. I mean, really, if you look at that too, that's probably one of the easiest targets to for a subversive act ever. A yeah. non-hardened facility on a, on the water in a port where all you have to do is start a small fire and your problem's done. Right. I mean, there's been way more complicated subversive. I mean, think of using a high, very complex computer virus to you know destroy centrifuges that are doing uranium production. I don't know. There's some crazy shit that's been done that's way more complicated than, hey, you want me to do what? Destroy a building that has a shitload of unguarded explosives in it? That's that's right. it. That's like a without, Thursday, man. Without on a, without being on the inside, we have to yep. look at the lower effects, second and third order effects of that location. Yeah. Decimated, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just for the reason, like the. Well, I mean, you have to. I mean, I guess at that point, you have to be able to just say that's an acceptable consequence. And I'm not saying that it is like, I want to caveat that I'm not saying that it is, right, right, but right, right. I can think of a ton of people out there that would be like, Hey, if this place is fueling weapons or munitions that is killing my people, uh, I, I would think that's probably acceptable consequence. I agree. Yeah. And I, and also, I mean, ammonium nitrate, like you've got a chance of how old it is packed. Like there's probably some conversation in there. Like, Hey, most likely this is going to low order, you know? The chance of a single detonation like that, it, Jesus Christ, man. Like, it was crazy. It's insane, dude. It's insane. So I feel bad for the people of Beirut. Like, yeah, that shit sucks. It's a regional conflict. Oh, my um, God. Well, uh, involved or not. Like, that's just, it's, it's brutal. And those videos, the, the woman that was getting her fucking wedding photos done, have you seen that shit? That shit was, um, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but that was amazing, man. That, to catch that on, like, real that was crazy it's surreal bro no like, we, 2020 has offered up some great fucking moments i know man i want to know where the murder hornets went like i think they're popping up around i know where are they coming back in i really feel like they should come back a couple of friends caught a couple at disney what like i should have just brought it like we need to start capturing the shit we do we do yeah we need to shit a couple of them caught them at Disney, and they're pretty big. But I don't think they're going out there stinging anybody, thank God. You know, no so shit. I, haven't, I haven't heard of anybody getting stung by one. 
I, I watched I watched a there's a dude that gets stung on YouTube and that's what he does. He gets stung and bit by all the different animals. Like he's got some serious mental issues. No, he's cool. Like that, that's the yeah, thing. That's right just now. his thing. But he did you see him do that with the murder hornet? He caught not, one. Not yeah. the murder hornet. I see him or some shit like just that. Just looking at that thing on his arm and he let it sting him. I was like, bro, you got issues. Like hell no. Hell no. All right, so I think we just lost like 18 people. So, hey, Kevin Jack there, Jerron, Fidel, like Nick nice. Prep. Everybody's here. Hello. You guys Hello. left. Bye. You know? <laughs> but uh, it's good. Um, so, here in America, uh, Democrats have a VP now, uh, Kamala yes. Harris, right? Um, me personally, you already know my stance on Democrats and Republicans. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm fully uh, not trying to. Go down. Oh, did you see who just dropped high. in on that one? We got you got Chip in the house. Chip, there you go. Chip's mm -hmm. a boy. My, he, he's a great dude, bro. He's a, he's a damn good American. Damn, damn good American. Damn Sorry, good. back to back to the new VP choice. Okay, get get back on your box. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, I don't. I'm not a Republican or Democrat, and I really don't care for her. Um, but there's a lot of like, I the first. The first response I saw was pandering. The Democrats are pandering for the black vote, right? And then the next thing is a wave of racist issues going on with this person being elected. First off, I want to say congratulations to her because she is like the first black female to be nominated and running for that seat. Am I right or wrong? So I got a question for you. She is, yes. Uh, but didn't right. she, when she was first sworn in in Congress, wasn't she sworn in as an Indian American? Right. Okay. So there we go. So, so we're like, this is where the nuance of this whole thing. Right. So this is what I say when I, when we say black or when we say person of minority, a person of color, mm -hmm. a person of color is black in my mind. Mm -hmm. We call Puerto Ricans black, black people, black Americans call Puerto Ricans black. We say you're black. They won't say we're black, but when I say black, it's just going back to saying you have ties to Africa, right? So without saying black is a, you can't say black is a nationality, you can't say it's a race, it's a term that we use in America to describe Americans with brown colored skin like mine, right? So therefore, <laughs> if we say black, Amer like people of color are black, I, I don't have a problem with saying she's a black American. I have no problem with saying she's a black American because she wants to be like called black American or skin colored brown. If she went into, if she went into, if she wanted to put a job application and she said, I'm an Indian American, so be it. But if she put down black American, not one person is going to be like, you're not black. Does that make sense? Yeah, Nobody. but I mean, it does. I, I, I get it. Like, I get the logic train that, that you're on right now. Like, it makes sense. I'm it's sorry. Just, Did I yeah, go no, dude. Uh, it's, I'm just using common sense. That's what I'm but trying it, to this is This is where, for me, it's like, so what is... So, because we've got conversations about reparations going on for black Americans. Does she count as that? Her great grandfather was a slave trader in, I would in say, Jamaica. I, I would, so, I mean, that, pertaining to that situation, I would say uh, we give reparations for Black Americans that had ancestors that were slave owned, like slaves. Does that make sense? Just like the not the Indians, some of them are getting reparations for land that their ancestors had taken away. I wouldn't consider her that type of Black. So, but this, do you understand the nuance and like the there's a there's a yeah there's nuance there's nuances there's, there's like. And, and there's, it's, there's it's beyond nuance like we're kind of getting into a place where it's like so does it matter what anybody really is i i personally no. don't give a shit are you talking about americans no yeah, yeah. no no, so, no bro like we're there already yeah we're there. but when it comes to the, this racist thing 
Yeah. Like, you got, like, I want to say congratulations. She's the black, first black person to sit Horrible in choice, by the way. I think she's a terrible fucking choice. Oh, horrible. Horrible. Didn't she say, I believe is, she said. Oh, she called him a racist? She said, no, she said, I believe his accusers. Yes. And she also called him racist. She was the one that called him out in, so, because he has a massive history of racism. You can't even pretend that he doesn't. Right. And everything from like the uh, trying to stop busings to integrate schools. And she called him out on that in the primaries. So when, when the uh, segregation of schools was passed, they were working to bus from the inner city out to the, uh, to the uh, predominantly white schools. He actually moved different backwards rooms to stop that. Yeah, I saw, uh, and, I saw him saying making the like schools into jungles and all. Oh yeah, no, he but, was completely against that. And so, and again, like, but so I, I think there's, there's a lot of, I don't know, so man. And I, I want to, I want to look at it from a perspective of yeah. like why, why, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's to break down some of those barriers. Like, I, like I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to. Be why positive. they picked her? Why they picked her and him and put them together? I know somebody said, hey, you're gonna pick her because she's, this is my, this is my reasoning, like my political reasoning. You're gonna pick her because she's a great representation of black people in America. Pull her in, combine those powers, and then you're gonna lobby for the black vote. That's, that's how I'm seeing it. I agree, but yeah. Behind that, behind that big picture, maybe somebody's thinking, maybe you guys can combine powers and break down some of this Racial tension. I fucking don't know, bro. I'm trying. I'm, I'm shooting. She's, she's not a breakdown of racial tension type of person. Like, she is super aggressive. And if you go back to any of her pieces, like, they whitewashed her wiki already. Like, her time <laughs> as the attorney general was in California was insane. She is not about civil rights. She is about power and control, period. But there's people period. that will argue those facts, though. They oh, will argue facts on opinions. Yeah. And literally, you could say she was like, uh, she incarcerated more men on nonviolent and not, like misdemeanors and kept yep. them in jail longer. Yep. Like black men. That's what that's what the protests are about, right? Yep. And she also she like, also tried she also lobbied to hide information to keep people in prison longer too. Yes. She's also when you want to talk prison reform, she actually went to the wall trying to maintain police unions' ability to hide the ability for because police right now is kind of like malpractice. You don't yeah. get to see who has complaints against them. Right. And so there was four or five Freedom of Information Act lawsuits going. She fought to keep that information quiet. How do you, and, and here's the thing. If she walked up and she was like, hey, I was wrong during my time as the attorney general. I smoked she, weed and I put people in jail for, uh, for weed at the exact same time. That was wrong. I lied and hid, hid evidence to keep people in jail longer. That's wrong. Right. Uh, everything Tulsi Gabbard backsmacked me with during the primaries was right. But you I've learned it. from that, and it. now I'm here to be a better person. I'd respect maybe. that shit way more than just being hey, like, I don't maybe, know what you're talking maybe about. Maybe she will because it's her first like week there, bro. Maybe she's gonna come out and say, "Hey, these are my." I bet you. I bet you, I bet you ten thousand dollars. She does not come out and say, "I <laughs> was gonna, wrong." She's gonna come out with different policies now. She's gonna be in charge and understand her wrongdoings. Not let's not say wrongdoings. Her ways. She's gonna understand my ways were not the way I should have been going. You know. <laughs> <laughs> nope. nope. No, that's not. Yeah, she wants power, bro. She wants power. This is this is what it, it's all about. Power. Every yeah. single piece of everything of this is power. Tulsi Gabbard would have been a better choice. I'm not even a huge Tulsi fan, but no. at least that woman calls it as it is. Like she calls it as it is to the point. 
but she's and stuck she there and she just eats it yeah. like she says well and i don't think she would have i don't think she would have accepted joe biden as a partner in it like there's no way she would have been a running mate to joe biden she does not like joe biden she's been vocal on that so now i think she has jumped on the vote for joe because he's not trump trained um but it's still it's brutal man it's absolutely brutal. And, and I didn't yeah, think it'd get worse in 2016. When I was like, how do we have Hillary and Donald Trump? That is what the best our fucking system can produce. And now we have Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And I was like, this shit got worse. Back here, but in the same aspect, they are now saying, you know how we were like, we were like, we're not voting for Hillary. Regardless mm -hmm. of what, and Trump got in. And then now we're like, I'm not voting for Trump because that's, this is ridiculous. Now you have people sitting and say, I'm not voting for Joe, uh, whatever, Biden anyways. No. But it's just crazy. Nobody wants to vote for these people, man. Like, no, because they're, they're garbage. But that we, they have such a chokehold. They have such a chokehold on Chip the system. Chip says, listener, first time caller. What's up, Chip? You got any input on this thing, Chip? Yeah, what Chip, what do you got? And there was, I think we got to answer one too. Nick had a good point. What if Joe Biden is a kid toucher and his VP will be president if they win? I think the, I think Nick, I think the entire piece outside of the kid touching piece is the VP is going to be president. Joe Biden is not, even if he's of sound mind right now, he is not going to be able to maintain the presidency. He will be the oldest president in history. He is not, the guy can barely maintain an interview uh, alone in his basement, let alone be president of the United States. And you know, so, Pelosi's falling apart, bro. Pelosi, man. Pelosi's dude. She's, she's a wreck. Whoa. Total wreck. Whoa. I saw like, she looked totally drunk on one of the interviews. Like yeah. a week ago, man, I was like, this is bad. I just, I honestly just want to run for office on one thing. I will push for term limits every single day. Any questions? 80 years old. Like retiring years old, married is, is like 60, 70. You're 80 something years old. It's, I just. To take the president's seat if something happens to him. Third bro. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there we go. Yep. There we are. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Like I. I'm looking at this and, you know, being a pro second amendment guy, Kamala Harris is a terrible option. Um, I'm listening to all the, the uh, conversation from all of the, the places that are suffering pretty heavy from riots and increasing crime. Mm -hmm. And it's always saying this is a gun issue. So this is the failed. The, the reason we have shootings is the federal government has not regulated guns, which is fucking right. insane. Um, but back to Kamala Harris. Uh, I think you see Trump's tweet. He was like, she was number one on my draft list. Like you can't, I disagree. I think, I honestly think on his draft list, 100% was Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. For sure. He didn't want anyone else but to go after her and call her Pocahontas and do, do his thing. He wanted to go after her. I think Kamala Harris is probably a close second. Yeah. Uh, she, I mean, I don't, I don't, how can you have a running mate that called the presidential nominee a racist rapist? Like, not those exact words, but you know what I mean? How, how is that? How are we there? Uh, we're like, this there. is not where I park my fucking but, car, man. You know how we're talking about this? People were ignoring these facts. Mm -hmm. These are These are like facts. Yeah, facts. She had to change her heart. Like, she had to change her heart. It was... It Did was you see... Have you months. seen the... Have you seen the Sean King... Sean King posts next to each other? No. So, and Sean King's a clown, but like... You have one side, it was 2018. He was like, in these presidential nominees, there's two people I will never, ever vote for because they are the reason for mass incarceration and where we're at the black community. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Today, I'm so excited to support <laughs> for President of the United States, Joe Biden, Kamala. Like, how in the fuck, in two years, like, they didn't change who they were. They haven't changed who they were since they've been, Joe Biden hasn't changed who he is since 
you know, for 40 years. Robin Williams was making fun of him fucking 15 years ago. Like, you can't change this shit. We all made make- fun of him while he was the vice president, bro. He was, he like, was the guy that, like, remember when he yelled for my cold, dead hands? It's like, dude, what are you, you're a Democrat. You're not Charlton Heston. I just, ah. Uh, you know, I, I, I am excited. I, I am excited there's actually going to be debates. That makes me happy. That's going to um, be fun. That's going to be so good. Because <laughs> I think Mike Pence versus Kamala Harris in a VP debate is going to be, woo, I don't even know where to go on that one. Because that could go both ways. Mike Pence is not a solid debater. He's not like, a he's solid. He's very stoic. Like, no. You know, he, just, he does the Mike Pence thing, you know? Eats dinner alone or with seven different chaperones uh, and just does the Mike Pence thing. Kamala Harris is... She's probably got some anger built up from being just like wiped across the stage so many damn times. I think she still has Tulsi Gabbard's heel print on the back of her head. I'm not prepared. No. It was, that, oh, that, was, that was a brutal fucking uh, debate, man. She yeah. got smacked. Oh, uh, going back to the Second Amendment thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. We talk about that kid. I think he was in an army. He's an air, airman, and he stopped the vehicle with his gun. Yeah, the guy with the AK that got killed. Did we talk, did we talk about that? We did not guy? talk about that. That's another part of this, like, what's going on, man? What's going on? Like, how, how have we gotten here? And I've seen another one where it was a, a Black Lives Matter supporter yep. stopping a vehicle in at a rally yep. with the weapon in his hand at the low yep. ready, like yeah. at Pistol. a checkpoint. Like, if we're at a checkpoint in another country and they have weapons on people that are driving down the street to stop them from yep. running people over in the protest, yep. that's not okay. No, it's illegal. It's completely fucking illegal. You okay. cannot approach, you are a civilian. You cannot stop a vehicle in traffic and approach it with a firearm, period. Okay, so if, we, if, if you're there, I'm here, I'm not going to say every time I get in my vehicle, I have my weapon in my car. But that moment I time. do have my weapon, <laughs> you know, that, that moment I do have my weapon in my, in my vehicle where mm-hmm. it is very accessible. Yeah. And you already know how we think, right? Yeah. Very accessible and five, not even five, like in 0.2 seconds, that thing is locked and loaded with one hand. Oh, yeah. One hand locked and loaded, ready to fucking cap you in the mouth, right? Sorry, I'm getting hyper and all this, but I'm there. Kamala Harris would probably put me in jail. Yes. Does that make sense? 100%. And so I think it depends on where you are. Like, if you do that in Portland, you're going to jail and you're going to stand trial. Even though somebody stopped my vehicle and they had a weapon at the low ready, my brain does not comprehend anything except you're threatening me yes. with a weapon as a civilian. You can't do law that. Like, by law, you can't it. do that. Like, that dude needs to go to jail. So when I was listening to... One of them died because somebody shot him. So Yeah, he <laughs> so did. one died, and then the other dude... I don't know. Yeah, I, think I would say that... Dude, meme or something. That guy in the truck showed a ton of restraint. Bro. A ton of restraint. And, you know, depending on who's in the car with me, if I got my family in the car, like, I'm just going to unask the ex. Like, I'm not going to put myself in any other way. Right, right, right. Um, but, like, if I'm by myself, my thought process is very, very different. Um, right. So when you I, look at both scenarios, you had both times the protester or BLM supporter or whatever you are, like, and I'm going to say if you're stopping vehicles and traffic, because, one, you, you legally don't get to – I know now it depends on where you are because they are saying uh, – I know in Oregon – and in Seattle, like they are saying that protesters have the legal right to surround your car and stop you, which is fucking insane. And then, which, who's, that, who's saying? They're pa- the city councils are passing laws. Like I don't have the exact ordinance, but like a lot of these liberal states are trying to give power to the protesters saying that they can do this, which is unreal to me. And I, 
it's a it's a really slippery slope, man. And I've kind of talked to some of the boy, my, some of my friends that are a little more on the uh, like American response side, and right. talking to them, they're they're looking at this. They're like, the way that the law is shifting, it is allowing mobs to do this. And I I really like what the Chicago chief of police said. It's like, hey, don't blame this on the police. We've arrested every single person that's looted or damaged or burned. We've arrested right. them, and then. The attorney general and the courts have put them back on the street within two days with not even a slap on the wrist. He's like, it's not on me. Like, if I arrest them, that's my job. It's mm-hmm. the job of the courts and everything. And the, the mayor jumped in and said, whoa, 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 like, let's stop on this because that's where the politics starts coming into play. The police are political to an extent. I'd say the police unions are pretty political, but the majority of police just want to stop crime. But they're not the ones that do the sentencing. They're not the ones that, that press charges. They're not the ones that reduce that. So you end up on the other side of, if you get arrested, you get left out that same day. It's a different fucking, like, why wouldn't you go back and do it again? Right. With a little bit of spice on it, like a little chip on your shoulder. Dude, did you see the, uh, I don't know what Jaren is saying. True, not though. I don't know what that means, Jaren. You got <laughs> to come back with a little more, more context. Maybe I'm missing the rest of the context there, or we're going to work on English. Um, uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct, man. Uh, so it goes back to, Nick Krep says, is America going to end up like California? Uh, that's a hard, that's a, oh, no, does that, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Um, I think California is going to end up more like America. Um, they're running into the same issue that New York's running with right now. And, and you have, I mean, you have the governor of New York begging people with wealth to come back to pay the extra 25% tax it costs to live in Manhattan because uh, they, they released the number, I don't know if you saw this, that the 1% New York paid 50% of New York tax, taxes. 50% paid by the 1%. I love this whole people don't pay, rich people don't pay, pay their fair share. Now, mind you, 1%, like 1% in Idaho is if you're making like 150K a year. So no. it's, it's not in the millions. Like that, if everyone thinks 1% is like you're making 20 million a year, that ain't the case. Um, and so New York, they're begging him. Like Cuomo's like, I will take you out to dinner. Please move back to the city. It's going to be safe. They all moved to Connecticut, they moved to New Hampshire. They're like, fuck this. Why would I go back to the city? Why would I pay 25% more tax so I can get shot at and have my shit stolen? They're just not going to do it. Chicago's the same thing. Their people are Chicago. Chicago is off the fucking chain. Off the chains, bro. So Seattle, Seattle's off the fucking chains. Portland is off the fucking chains. There is no way people with money and wealth are going back. And the problem with all of these states is they were already massively, massively in debt because of yeah. social programs and because of, honestly, because of really, really bad pension agreements with unions. Like these states are fucked. So you have me, I'm, I'm sitting here. I cannot go outside my house and all of my realtor friends do it without seeing 15 California plates. My neighbors across the street just moved here from San Francisco. They're like, we're getting the hell out of California. They're great. They're awesome people. Yeah. So it's not against the people, but it is that thought process. And so you have the fear in a lot of states like Idaho where it's like, hey, don't bring the shit that made California fail here. Like you left there for a reason. So come here and embrace the new life. Buy a gun, learn how to use it, <laughs> go hunt, go fish, be nice to your neighbors, regardless of what beliefs they have, because you bet, whether you believe it or not, we disagree on a ton of different things, but it's okay because we do it over a beer and over a barbecue. But do not bring that shit here. And so what I think you're going to run up, run into is I still think California is the most beautiful state in the country. Like hands down. I mean, it's got every, it is the most beautiful state in the country. 
It's having a massive exfil of wealth. I mean, in the last month, it's lost Joe Rogan. That's a big one. Joe Rogan's moving to Texas, man. Musk, Tesla, Tesla's gone. Like you're looking at that. They're going to have to, they're going to have to address the way they do it because they're going to be in a huge budget shortfall. They're going to lose a ton of money um, and they're going to have to adjust. That's how, that's how the system works unless they get bailed out by the federal taxpayer and then they'll continue on the same path. And then maybe the rest of America will go down that way. I think a ton of people are going to find lives somewhere else. Um, I like Jaron. I like your piece on the new speed bumps, brother. That's exactly it. It does. Uh, yeah, but I, I think this is where this is where people can start to come around and, and experience a different part of life. And, and it's what remember the conversation we were having before this. Um, I think I think it's a good way for you to caveat and, and hit it up because I think we hit your question on on what they're saying is California going to come in. But you made a really good point on people that when you take people out of the country that have lived in their own little bubble, you expose them to something different, you get a different process. Right. So now, like I said, like we we're, we're exposed to people that have not been out of the country. They may have been to the East Coast, West Coast. But in the same aspect, there's nothing like, okay, so the same experience you just had and you went and dealt with the Navajo Indians, right? They've never had that experience. And when you do put them in those places or those situations, it exposes them to, to a lifestyle that is way different than their own. And like I said before, some of them will get eaten alive if we take them, uproot them out of this country and put them in another country. They would not be successful or like you said, the the wagon to hit them in the head and they have to change is kind of a force uh, mod behavior modification that happens because you you are immersed in that different environment and being immersed in a different culture other than your own for so long. I, I think it just gives you a perspective of, of life in general. Like life is more than Democrats and Republicans right now, man. And this movement that is occurring because of police brutality and civil rights uh, injustices going on in America, it's being corrupted. And because people are stuck in their bubbles, like I said, there's people that have not left this country, they're stuck in their bubbles, they won't look across the line and see why the hell a person is standing behind a podium saying some, irre like the most irrelevant shit I've ever seen a person trying to promote a I don't even know what it, what it's what her thought process of Black Lives Matter is right now, but she was promoting anarchy, and for it seems like this person that was standing there with a PT belt on an army PT belt <laughs> had no clue what she was trying to the message she was trying to get across to the people. Except I want you guys to go tear more shit down because it doesn't matter to me what you do. I think that's the wrong like it's not I don't think it's the wrong message to be pushing out to any youth of America. And then to see people behind her shaking their heads up and up and down in agreements that were non-blacks, they were just like, "Yep, that makes perfect sense." I, I don't understand it. I don't agree with it, and I think uh, we we need to we need to do something. Or, like Jerron said, uh, is America gonna end up like uh, nope? Like Nick said, is America gonna end up like California? No, no, we're not. It's not gonna end up there but it's gonna end up somewhere, uh, it's just gonna be messy, man. It's gonna be really messy after this election, I think. You know, yes and no. Um, there's a few really good movies, I think, highlight where this could go. Uh, the first one is called Escape from New York, and the second one's called Escape from LA. And so when we look at the, the future Snake Bliskins of the world, uh, I'm, I'm down. 
<laughs> like, but I mean, this is, this is exactly what you have people calling for violence. You have pe people calling for looting based on, and on their end. And anyone that is calling for violence or looting right now is a political activist period. They are doing it for yeah. a very specific reason. I don't give a shit what you yeah. say your model, like you've, you have no legitimacy and the black lives matter organization has zero fucking legitimacy. Yeah. Zero. They are, right. they are an that organization is fucked. They have, like fucked. you said, they have, oh, they, they, been given over what a billion dollars in yeah, since 2015 i mean it's and it's it's one of those things that, like that amount of money is insane it's, uh, it's the insane. other side of it is you watch i mean look at and they're not hiding it we're trained marxists like marxism is not a that is not a skill activists have to sh shade to like sway democratic processes marxism is the process of shifting a, a, a culture to being fucking socialism and indian communism period I'm already hearing, like, did you see Teen Vogue say, hey, we've, we've started to get at the police, and, but we really need to get the root of what makes this, this society unequal, and that's the ownership of private property. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding. Teen Vogue, which is a I mouthpiece for communist bullshit. I missed it, bro. <laughs> oh, dude. But that, that's the next step. And I'm not, and I'm, mark it right here. If, we don't, if this shit doesn't stop, in, in, they're going to start going after private property. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine who's moving here from Portland. That's not going to turn out well, like at all. Like, they don't care. They don't care. They want to, they, they either want it to be their way or they want to stand. They think, and this is an ignorance, they think they will be standing on top of the hill of smoking ashes and get to rebuild it in their, in their thought process. And I'm going to say the same thing to them that a, a, a young Lebanese officer told me after we took him to the uh, West Point, Kentucky machine gun shoot. And if you mm -hmm. haven't been to the West Point, Kentucky machine gun shoot, you do not understand the firepower of the American redneck. So this is a one day shoot. It is all privately owned weapons and it is everything from full mortar systems to tanks, to Gatling guns, to every freaking piece of weaponry in the arsenal. And everyone just goes to town, shoots it, blows it up, tannerite, everything. And we took this young officer there. And he sat, he was really quiet. He had a blast. He was smiling, enjoying the whole time. But in the, in the ride back, it's about 30 minutes from Fort Knox. He's really quiet. And he goes, you know, we honestly believe that we can, that the United States can be overthrown. We believe that we could defeat the United States. <laughs> and that's because we think of the United States in our context. Like the military is where all the firepower is. He goes, no one will ever destroy the United States. He's like, no, they won't ever. And so this thought process that all these soy latte drinking fucking wannabe anarchists are going to destroy the United States and rule it afterwards is asinine. Oh my God, man. It's asinine. And, but I've gotten to the point, like I've gotten to the point where I look at this, like this is what these people want. But it's I, sent you, I sent you that piece. How in the fuck? It's can you, how can you sit there and get national attention? The media was supporting her. They're giving this woman power and she is saying, go loot, go burn it down, rip this thing open. They have insurance. They'll, it'll be fine. We're just stealing from the insurance companies. It's bullshit. Like prior, prior to the uh, riots that occurred in Chicago, uh, a buddy that lives out there, he said, I said, uh, so the media, the, the media is not showing peaceful protest. And my buddy responded, well, they've had like six or seven over here and there was no media out there to show them. Nothing exactly. was on CNN, nothing was on Fox. But the, as soon as uh, last week happened, or 
yeah, like Monday or Tuesday happened. Yep. The media was out there, like every destructive act they possibly could. And my buddy said, wow, you were right. Yep. Like, I, don't, I don't know how to, I don't know what else to say. But when locals start seeing that they aren't like they aren't reporting the good good stories, yep. hey, the police and the and the protesters were out here. They they were having talks. They aren't showing that shit no more. No, man. because it doesn't fit the national narrative. It's the same thing I hear people talking about wanting. Where was our national strategy? Why wasn't Trump in charge of everything that happened in this country? National. We we've had this conversation six times. National narrative, national strategy is not what makes us fucking special, and it's not what makes us fucking work. We are a republic. There are 50 different fucking states, and most of them have GDPs and populations larger than any of the goddamn countries in Europe, and we function independently that way. So this shit is driving me fucking insane. And the scary part about this, and this is the scary part about this, is it is pushing it to a point where mild-mannered people like me are like, you know, I saw a woman on the steps of her house with a bunch of Antifa shining lasers in her face, trying to shove her back in her door as they ripped the outside of her fucking house off. And I'm going to tell you right now, that shit's not going to fly in a lot of places. It's and not. I don't want people to die. I don't want this to go to a rough place. Dude, people are not paying attention and the national media is allowing ass clowns to be the voice of what's happening in America right now. And they are giving them false hope and false support and they they're giving them, like they, I, I i know that they fully understand they gave her a national uh podium like a national speaking moment like she was a fucking president of fucking anarchy it mm -hmm. was horrible it was horrible bro horrible. like she had a fucking press conference yeah. basically yeah point that shit went viral that shit yeah. went all over the goddamn world bro how yeah. do you do that and how do you justify that as a media outlet but if you like, talk about Bill Clinton being on Epstein's jet with two young girls, you get censored immediately. You can't even talk about it on Facebook, man. Can't even talk about Facebook. I'm pretty bro. sure if we talked about how disgusting those fuckers were. You'd I do. off right now. I, I'm, like, I'm waiting to see the rest of the list. I'm waiting to see the rest of the shit come out. It is crazy. That's crazy, man. And, he, and it wasn't like just one visit. It was more. Than oh, it was 26 different visits. Hillary was on half of those fucking flights. And this is like, oh. and there's so much shady shit. And and I think again, I have to caveat. Like, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I voted. I have voted up and down the chain uh, for Democrats and Republicans based on policy and person. Like that's how I always do it. So your hard, your hard nose directed. Like we're both the same mm -hmm. when it comes to the aspect of po uh, politics. Yep. People throw us on the conservative side of the house. It's because I like guns. I like guns. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because of our directness, and I tell yep. people this all the time. I'm very direct and I'm going to do what I have to do yep. and my own way in this world. But on the same aspect, I have a full understanding of what that side of the house can think because I've traveled, I've left this country. I've seen what it looks like from the outside looking in. I've answered those questions from the outside, literally about politics, looking in this country. And it's not easy to do. It's, pre it's pretty difficult. And, uh, but for liberals or the left to come at you and say, uh, you're not allowing ABC to occur because you're a conservative. You're wrong, man. I'm just a fucking wrong. American. At the end of the day, I'm an American. And if you don't like this shit, you need to leave. <laughs> Dude, all I want to do is sit on my porch with a brand new gun that I'm giving to my gay friend who just got married. That's all I want. That's it. I don't give two shits. They don't understand that shit, no. though. It gets, it gets, it gets, it's, 
it's messy right now. And I wanted to stop. I don't know how to make it stop. Where do I find my, hey, where do I find my car at, bro? Like, (laughs) this is not where I park my car. This isn't where I park my car. It's where I live and I will fight and fucking die for this country. But this isn't where I park my car, man. Um, no, it's fun. So our new neighbors across the street, they have a, they had a weird thing happen with a dude in a big truck, taking pictures of their car. They've got a black lives matter thing in the back. Um, we're hanging out with them and talking to him. She was like, well, I mean, is it because of black lives matter? I was like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. There's assholes on both sides. Right. Um, I told her what I say. I was like, I don't put a Trump sticker in my car. I don't put a Biden sticker. I don't put Republican, Democrat, black lives matter because that's my own personal belief right. and how I vote. And there's a reason that it's a, like a it's a quiet ballot like how i voted is nobody's goddamn business that's the root of it and i think we need to get back to that thought process where my identity is not my politics my identity is not the fucking policies i believe in it doesn't it's not who i am and i think like let's get back to the like we all want the same well most of us like there's assholes on both sides that don't want but most of us want the same thing some people don't want to work, bro. Some people some don't people want to work. Dude, there's a lot of people that don't want to fucking work. Some people bro. want to fucking take a check and yep. not put in the work, man. And I, yes. I, I didn't believe it. No, it's true. But after this fucking three months of fucking COVID bullshit, this pandemic, mm-hmm. I'm witnessing it. And I like, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand you arguing the fact of not receiving $600 more of of covid money yeah and it, it was paying you more than your job mm-hmm. i understand you arguing you're not paying me enough at work yeah to see what happens but you sitting here yelling at the government because they they're deciding to cut off this paycheck it's weird to see witness man and i understand the help needed to be out there and it should have been out there yeah but like we have broken systems man like we have systems that need to be fucking revamped the people that were going to work and all the uh, essential workers, they should have. Yeah, I hate that term. God, I fucking hate that term. I, 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 that's what the, you saw the quote take. Like, oh, yeah. Because uh, essential workers, like, good God, my fucking whole entire fucking career. But yeah. uh, those, those men and women deserved a little bit of boost mm-hmm. during times of hardship, dealing with all this nonsense. Uh-huh. It's just, I think we're backwards. And somehow we, we're on our heads right now. Dude, we, never, well, we never should shut down. Yeah, that's where it was. You shouldn't have. And, and this is, but this is that hard decision where uh, a guy I, I went to college with, uh, he made a comment today that was basically like, school attendants are not designed to make decisions on public health. This should have been a national strategy and the failure is at the national level. And that's not how, that's not how our country works, period. And I think, I mean, one of the first things in leadership is you delegate authority to the lowest level possible as quickly as possible. That's like baseline level. Like you give it as low down as you can go to have it now you never get rid of responsibility you can delegate authority you can't delegate responsibility but you get that down to the lowest level and go from there and instead this became politics and once yeah. politics got involved in this and it was politics globally like you want to call it like oh some people did great something yeah like whatever you whatever the fuck you want to say this is this is global and to, to nick's comment like i've never seen such a movement to shut down the testing or the use of a fucking drug that may or may not work in hydroxychloroquine there are some crazy stats and, and I ask everybody to Google it. I've Googled it, I've found a few things. If you look at countries that are rapidly uh, prescribing hydroxychloroquine and countries that are not and look at the death rate, it is almost 70% lower in countries that are prescribing hydroxychloroquine. Why does India have a massively lower death rate than the United States? I've been to India, I'll tell you right now, their healthcare is not better. 
their health is not better. Their living and sanitation is not better. So like, and, and again, it's anecdotal evidence, right? So we can go that you want. You can go towards falsified studies that were written to do it. You can see pharmacists telling doctors they won't prescribe it, which is shit I've never seen. And you know, if you're a doctor out there and you've had a pharmacist tell you not to prescribe something, I would love to hear that story because to me that makes no fucking sense. But it's, I, I feel like we've hit this weird, weird place where it doesn't really matter what's better anymore. It doesn't really matter what the end state is going to be. It only matters, am I right and you're wrong? Yeah, and agreed. Like you said, the lowest level, just say for my house, for instance, like I said, I take everything for face value. I kind of copy and mimic the government in my own house. I even told my kid, uh, he's a senior in high school now, common sense. And I, I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe it's my ideology that I do this. But mm -hmm. common sense tells me since there is a pandemic and nobody wants to give me the correct information, we're going to sit back and let you do a good month of online schooling. And we're going to watch and see what happens at your school. And if kids are still going to school, son, and nobody's getting sick, like what happened in Georgia where they have to quarantine 800 students, you can go back to school. I don't think there's anything wrong with putting that logic into my son. But in the same aspect, what I can say is, at this point, the local government, I think they did the right thing because they gave, it seems like they gave the parents in Florida the option mm -hmm. to put students online versus in the schoolhouse. So I don't know if that's across all the, the United States. I didn't care to look. It's not my concern. But in the same aspect, I, be, I do believe that uh, that would be the right way to go. Man, that food looks great over there, guys. I'm ready for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I, think it's, I think we're at that point of closing up anyway. So Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think, Nick, I think we can probably dive into this next time, man. You're talking about we had to shut down to show the world we're on the same page to slow down potential biological warfare. No, I think, I think Nick, what we did is we shut down to mobilize resources. Um, and then we didn't have the balls, and this is where I will 100% go towards where our elected leaders are. We elect leaders to write policies. And everyone thinks the policies are doing nice things and it's making pretty, but we elect leaders to make policies that decide um, where people are going to suffer and die. And that's the, the reality of it. Policy isn't pretty. And so we mobilized a ton of resources and we did not have very many elected leaders that were like, hey, I'm going to take a risk based on this fact or this thought process and I'm going to let people make their own decision and choose whether they live or die. Uh, and that's or choose what risk you put yourself in. And we didn't have those leaders to do it. Biological warfare in China, we can go down that line and that's a different conversation. I don't think it's biological warfare. I think China's taken absolute opportunity of what happened from, from China. And we can argue about where the fucking virus came from. But in the end, at this point, it doesn't really matter unless we're talking about what's going to happen to China in about a year or so when we tell them that due to all the damage, we're going to waive the 40% of U.S. debt that they own. And it's I no definitely put my tinfoil hat and say it was biological warfare. I think it was just, I think it was just poor fucking management of a dangerous facility. Yeah. So there we go. So Although I would say though, even if it was an accident, I would say it's probably biological warfare saying that they shut down all flights into and out of Wuhan regionally, like local domestic flights, but they let the international ones go. Yeah, man. So uh, and, and like, there's some thought process in that shit. I think that's a great ending point. Mm -hmm. Like, like hey, America. Whatever, whoever watches our 300, 400 uh, viewers, it's okay to disagree and uh, still 
have like talks about things that you don't agree on. It's okay yep. not to sit there and draw your hard line in the sand and have a really good friend in your life that doesn't see the world as you see it. There are certain things that people will disagree on and you have to fight for those things. But in the same aspect, sometimes politics and uh, just a thought process or a way of life doesn't mean that you have to draw that hard line and excommunicado people out of your life forever. So just, just push that, push that into the universe and uh, try to, I don't want to say that tag, try to get along, but in the same aspect, uh, do better. Yeah, be, be better. better. Be better. What's, what's that thing from combat flip-flops? Be a better human. Be a better human. Just fucking be a better human, man. What a great motto. Be a better human. Do different than you. I, and if you're, if you're sitting in a room and you're like, I'm the smartest person in this room, get the fuck out of that room. <laughs> Go find a room you're the dumbest person in. Like I, my wife will disagree with this till she dies. I swear to God, I love being wrong. I love having a conversation with someone where they go, you're actually wrong. This is how it works. And I go, holy fuck, I learned something today. Yeah, yeah. And I tell my, like, my wife always says uh, like that, I, you're, you're wrong a million times. Oh. But when I'm right, <laughs> I'm right. The greatest day in America. <laughs> you know what they say, Carl? <laughs> you just got to be right one time, man. That's, that's a downside of being an optimist, though, man. Like, I'm an optimist, right? I think so. And so as an optimist, I have to be right every single time. Because that one time I'm wrong, people are like, see, you're an idiot. But if you're a, if you're a negative, if you're like, the world is ending, you only have to be right that one time to be a fucking genius. You can be wrong every 10,000 times. Hey, I don't know if you know this, the rapture is going to be next week. That didn't happen. It's going to be next week. Didn't happen. Going to be next week. Hey, every week after this is going to be the fucking rapture. That one time I'd be like, I told you so. It's a goddamn rapture. Oh man, dude, Carl, it's it's great. If we could just a uh, quick short shot, if you still got a glass, uh, lost a good friend, former soldier this week. Uh, his funeral's going on right now. Wasn't able to make it out there, but to uh, Brian Mayfield, one hell of a fucking soldier, one hell of an NCO. Uh, the world's a worse place without you, brother. So cheers. Brian. But yeah, on that note, bro, it's good to see you. Uh, All right. Bro. We'll do it again next week. Let's find right. uh, something to chat about. Let's find something we disagree on. Like, yeah. Let's have, let's have a debate. Well, let's go hardline. It's hardline, yeah. I'm down. Let's figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. I'll yeah. talk to you later, man. Right. Best to you and yours. Bro. All right, tight, bye. Later, bud. Oh, yeah. And if you're out there, uh, please share this video. Thank you for joining us and jumping in. Uh, share the video. Put it out to your network. The more people listen, join the conversation, the better it is. So thank you very much. We'll see you next week.